Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris, and we are broadcasting live, as always, from Austin, Texas. First off, thank you again for making this the number one listen-to radio show podcast for real estate agents. The numbers of you listening are increasing um, every single day, practically, and I sincerely appreciate you guys helping us put the word out about uh, this podcast and helping us uh, really spread the, the the belief, the word, the absolute knowing that this is the best market for all of you guys to have ever found yourselves in, that you're in the right place at the right time, and now it's all about you taking the right actions. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Yes, it's going to be a great show. We're going to cover a lot of ground and make it all practical and applicable like always. Practical, tactical, and give them action items so they can go out there and help folks today and make money. Absolutely. So we had an interesting email, and I have to say we got this a couple days ago, and I feel remiss for not having pointed this one out. An email from Austin, uh, a a real estate agent. Julie, I believe you have that handy. Don't don't deep dive into it, though, because we want to make a show around it. Um, But it's worth reading if you have that one, Julie, so we can remind all these guys. Uh, especially the new ones about the importance of safety. We're not going to talk on and on about this because we're going to make a, a podcast probably the next couple of weeks about it uh, as inspired by the listener's email. Uh, so go ahead, Julie. And this is from Tanya Woleb, who is a great Austin, Texas agent. And she says, hi, Tim and Julie, hoping we can do a little update regarding safety issues, the importance of meeting customers for a buyer presentation meeting prior Get their information and their pre-approval. Don't meet anybody at a vacant house, all these types of things. Don't know if you've read what's going on in Austin. Uh, and This is also posted on our Facebook page, by the way. She's uh, received lots of uh, realtor board notices about this, as well as from her company. There's a person that's been hanging out at brokerages, uh, and the police were called. The guy's going to brokerages hanging out, asking for female agents. He's been to several so far and acts like a weirdo, basically. He's been confronted by police, but they can't do anything without a specific infraction. This guy is really scary. Let me know if you need the details. He's six foot five and huge. Want to keep it safe. So, uh, and then again, this is posted on our private Facebook page. Uh, Tanya sent me a news thing about that as well that I plan on uh, opening here shortly. And from you, you know, we're in agreement with Tanya. Absolutely, we have to do a safety update. We all have to help each other. So if you want to go into your Quico safety rules, one through seven, I've got those here for you as well if you want me to resend or just go into them. No, just hold off on this so we can get back to our main topic, which is 10 okay. habits that you must quit now to be happy. But let's the yep. first three safety rules, those are should, should be common sense. And I, I always have to remind myself, when you have 100,000 people listening to you, most of them, statistically, because real estate has such a high churn, has such a high turnover, most of them are going to be new. And so for the new ones out there, I'll do this quick. The rest of you don't have to you know, grind your teeth too long. If you're going to work with a buyer, and I say if because hopefully you're waking up to the fact that your best energies every day should be focused on sellers. But if you're going to work with a buyer, you cannot meet the buyer for the first time at the house. It is a recipe just for horrible, horrible things. And, you know, it's not a secret that real estate agents, especially women, have become targets for crazy people, and women need to protect themselves 
uh, and by and rule number one, not meeting any new buyer at any house. And it doesn't matter if it's a female buyer either. Don't. There's been lots of examples of uh, people basically who are luring women out to houses, and it's a woman that sets the appointment up, and the woman agent feels safe because it's a woman buyer, and they get there, and she's walked into a what will be soon a crime scene. So guys, please be very conscious of that. Do not meet any buyers at a house ever. Um, if it, now, after you've gotten to know them, and after you've pre-qualified them, which is point number really two and three, again, quick safety reminders. Point number two is when you meet them at the house, priority meeting with them, you want to make it so they've been completely approved with a lender. And by approved, and I'm not going to take a lot of time on this, I mean the lenders actually checked their credit, verified their jobs, verified their incomes, checked their Social Security numbers, and done all that. And if the lender hasn't gotten a copy of their driver's license, and if you don't have that prior to meeting with them, you need to get that when they're there. Now, oh my gosh, Tim, what are you talking to me about? All these buyers that I'm working with, I just go, I'm a Pop-Tart agent. I just go wherever and I do this, whatever. And I, Well, and they're not treating you with any respect because you're not treating yourself with respect because you're not acting like a professional. There's not a professional service provider on the face of the earth, an attorney, a doctor, or whatever, whatever, that wouldn't put you through some level of qualifying, right? So the least you should do is have any new buyers meet you at your office. The least you should do... It's how the buyer pre-approved prior to even giving them time of day, prior to showing them the house, uh, any houses. And if they won't, if they absolutely positively won't be pre-approved prior to you meeting with them, all the other agents wouldn't didn't make me talk to a lender first. They're not a real buyer. They're just a looker. And, guys, the simple fact is, and statistically this is true, nine out of ten buyers basically are, are just lookers in a market like this. They're just kicking tires. Don't get stuck with those people. Those are the ones that basically take all your best energies every day, take all your hopes and dreams and trample on them because you weren't professional and you didn't force them to get pre-qualified. And I want to emphasize, if the lender hasn't gotten a picture of their driver's license, you need to get it. Why? Because I want you to see the driver's license and compare it to the person that's standing in front of you. And if they're not the same person, do not take them out and show them properties. Okay. If they give you resistance about being pre-approved or pre-qualified, back to point number two of our little safety tips here, do not show them properties. They're flakes. I promise you, they're not going to buy. If they say, I'll work with another realtor, good, let them go, and you focus on becoming a listing agent. That's your perfect excuse. It's It's God telling you, do not waste your time with any more buyers. Go pick up the phone and start actually doing what Tim and Julie have been telling you to do. Okay. Now, there's actually a bunch of other safety tips, but those are the most important ones. I beg all of you to take this stuff seriously. Brokers and office managers, you guys need to take off the politically correct gloves. You need to stop acting like wusses around telling your agents what to do and what not to do. A lot of you guys sort of have this collaborative approach to managing your agents because you don't want to be overbearing or scare them off because you have rules. and I don't know all the stuff that goes on in your guys' offices, but here's the bottom line. When it comes to something like this, safety for your agents, brokers, and office managers, you need to treat it at the same level of importance as you do all your documents, all your disclosures, all the state-required mandated forms. You wouldn't let a deal close without having all those forms filled out correctly. So you do know how to hold them accountable to something, don't you? So why don't you put a policy in place that's going to hold them all accountable to making sure they're not taking any undue risk with their own safety? In your marketplace, in your community, you will have the reputation as being the broker office manager who actually gives a damn, who actually gives a damn to the point where you will you have a policy in place that requires 
that the buyers have actually proven their, uh, you know, who they are and, and their validity. Now, the, the reason that sellers aren't such a big risk, though they are, is because generally speaking, you'll have done your homework prior to going on a listing appointment. You'll know who the seller is. You'll pre-qualify, and I'm assuming you're doing some level of investigation prior to getting there. It's the, those of you who've been focusing all this time on buyers. You guys do not have an, a professional approach when dealing with buyers. You have a social approach, and and. That means that you don't actually require them to follow any sort of, you know, formulaic process. You need to apply that. Office managers, brokers, if you want to make it easier on your agents, if you're worried that they're going to be fearful of losing or not have the sales skills really to convince buyers the importance of getting pre-approved and all the rest of it, why don't you just make a sign and why don't you put it right in your waiting room? Why don't you make a form that basically you have to have all your agents sign when they're working with buyers where it says, here are the rules. You don't have to write it like this, obviously, but here are the rules to working with the you know, agents in our office. One, you have to be pre-approved. Two, you have to have had a photocopy of your ID, those types of things. Make it easier for them if you're worried that your agents don't have the backbones to actually make buyers follow a certain set of rules. Do it for them. Make it an office policy. But guys, this is something you have to take incredibly seriously because I am so heartbroken by hearing more and more stories, and it's increasing. The frequency is increasing. They don't always make it into the news, but because of who we are and the position we are in the industry, we hear these stories. It's almost like every day of some, almost always a woman getting assaulted in some horrible way because she didn't pre-qualify a buyer, and she was a Pop-Tart agent, and she just showed up at the house. Don't do it. We're going to do another show. We're going to get into the more of the points on another date. Julie, any other trailing thoughts on that, or do you well, want to get yeah. right to our topic? Well, just for you know, the sake of our premier members, there's this thing on the website called Buyer Presentation, which you should be doing before you take them out anyway. So I always remind people when they say, well, other agents don't do it. Well, I don't really care about that. I care about you guys being professional. When you go to a new doctor or dentist or even to a new spa, right, they, ha they hand you a clipboard. They say, fill this out. You've got to fill out, in, in many cases, even your Social Security number, your driver's license number, what your insurance covers, all that kind of stuff. What are they doing? They're pre-qualifying you. You're not going to go see the doctor if you don't fill that out. You just try it. Nope, I'm not going to fill it out. Here's your clipboard back. Yeah, good luck with that. This plays into agents wanting to be treated more professionally. It starts with the agent, not with the client. You have to set the tone of how you want to be treated. So I could go on, but I think that we've covered our safety well, update. Any serious buyer is going to respect the fact that they're being asked to prove that they're a serious buyer. And by simply explaining to Mr. Buyer that, look, in this marketplace, what you're looking for is the same thing that literally a 1,000 other people are looking for. And if you want to be taken seriously in this marketplace, we have to be completely approved prior to looking at properties so that when you find the one you like, I can prove that you're a great buyer by showing them your pre-approval letter. And if we can't do that, if we can't do that right away, you're not only going to be frustrated because you didn't get the house, but you're going to be frustrated because the fact these sellers won't take you seriously. And it doesn't take too long that what's going to happen is I'm going to hear about some new great house and the agents in the community are going to know about, they're going to essentially say, oh, is it the same buyer you've been working with that's not pre-approved? And you're going to, and I'll have to say yes. And they're going to say, well, and get them pre-approved and then they can come into my new listing. That's what kind of market we're in, Mr. Buyer. So we have to take this seriously. All right, Julie, let's just jump right back in. Yes. That's it. And if they don't comply at that point, they're not for real. Okay, so we have been talking about bad habits to quit now in order for you to be happy. And I think that we are on point number four, quit trying to control the uncontrollable. So 
if you'd like, if you try to control everything and then worry about the things that you can't control, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of frustration and misery. Some forces are out of your control, but you can you can control how you react to things. So there's a saying we use in coaching, you can't control your initial reaction, but you can control how you handle things after that. There are positive and negative aspects. That's part of life. So whether you're happy or not depends on which aspects you choose to focus on. Best thing you can do is let go of what you can't control and invest your energy on things you can control, like your attitude. And, and like our previous discussion, if you're sick of buyers doing weird things and you feeling uncomfortable, take control of the process from the beginning that way you won't be complaining later on about something that got out of control. We have to own some of this and not just blame the market, the buyers, the situation, etc. So point number four was quit controlling, trying to control what is actually uncontrollable. Do control the things that you have power over. I think I mean, you could apply that to everything in real estate. Ready for point number five, Tim? Well, so guys, remember, and you're going to hear this every time we're trying to help you guys focus, because I know a lot of you, this time of year, it's normal to feel a little overwhelmed. It's normal to feel a little stressed. It's normal to feel all the feelings of, uh, like, you know, that you're feeling because you have a lot of pressure on you right now. But don't allow those feelings and those emotions and that, those sort of, those types of, you know, things get you off target. Make it so that you don't have an incredible year. The best way to do it, remembering all these points that Julie's sharing with you, the best way to do it is going to be to condense your day down to three to five minimum standards that you're going to do every single day. Make it so that you have a higher probability of winning to make it so that you have to really win in only three to five things. And when you do that, at the end of the day, you're going to feel like a rock star. Um, those three to five things that I want you guys to consider doing are going to be things that are about they're going to put you in a position to help folks to make money. It's going to be lead generation. It's going to be pre-qualifying. It's going to be presenting. It's going to be negotiating. It's going to be closing. So the other things that you have floating around in your heads, all the other stuff that you think is important, I'm not going to even pander to it. It's not important. And what it is is it's filling your head, taking your time, ruining your potentiality because you're giving it too much of your energy. Let that stuff go. Focus on the things that are going to put you in a position to help folks and make money. Guys, I promise you. When you condense and you really focus in on those three to five things, your life is going to get so much better. The real estate treasure map lays all this out for you. It's a fill-in-the-blank business plan. It also helps you create your morning schedule. It helps you to prioritize you know, the most important things every day in a very clear and understandable way. You will feel an enormous burden being lifted off your shoulders. So if you are even feeling slightly overwhelmed right now, it's your choice to feel that way. It's your choice to continue to feel that way. I encourage you to definitely get the real estate treasure map completed. We're going to make it as easy for you as possible. All you've got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Real estate treasure map is one of the six books that we're going to give you. In addition to that, you're going to be entitled to a free call with one of our new member coaches, and they're going to help you focus on your lead generation wheel. And the lead generation wheel, in essence, is you know basically where your leads are going to come from. Guys, stop procrastinating. You still have time to make this your best year ever. Julie, next point? Yes, the next point is number six. Quit criticizing others. The negativity that you spew out towards others will gradually cripple your own happiness. When you truly feel comfortable with your own imperfections, you won't feel threatened or offended by imperfections that you see in others. So stop worrying about the flaws you see in everyone else and focus on yourself. Let the constant growth and improvement in your own life keep you so busy that you have no time left to criticize others. Stick to the powerful goals that you set in your real estate treasure map. That is there to keep you focused, especially on those rough days 
that everybody has in this practice or you're wondering what in the world you were thinking when you decided to get into real estate. Get back to your treasure map, look at your goals, remind yourself that you are working towards a specific goal or goals, and then you'll get off of criticizing other people, other agents, the market, the market situation, negotiating, all this kind of stuff. I had a couple of calls this morning with somebody's team members, and they were not owning their own accountability. They wanted to, to blame the team leader for not giving them enough uh, leadership and systems and accountability, and probably part of that was true, but it wasn't the whole picture like some team members like to make it. So, you know, own your own trajectory and get off of criticizing others. I think uh, Howard Britton had a saying about that, get out of judgment and into uh, curiosity is what he used to say. I think that's related to this. So get off of the criticism and turn it inward, move forward on your treasure map. If you haven't done the treasure map or you did a long time ago, haven't looked at it, it's there to help you. That's why it's called a map. It shows you where to go. Point number seven, quit running from your problems and your fears. Fact, if everyone threw their problems in a pile for you to see, you'd grab yours back. Tackle the problems and fears swiftly. Don't just run away from them. The best solution is to face them, no matter how powerful they might seem. Fears stop you from taking chances and making decisions. They keep you confined to the small space where you feel very comfortable. But your life story is simply the culmination of lots of small, unique experiences. And many of those require you to stretch out of your comfort zone. So let your fears and your worries controlling you, that's not really living. It's just existing and getting by. So the bottom line is you either own your problems and fears or they will ultimately own you. There's a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by I think it's Lynn Grabhorn, and she talks about all fear stems from the fear of not thinking you can handle something. So great book to, to read and digest, and then make sure you do something about it. So don't run away from it. Conquer it and move on. Point number eight. Quit living in another place and time. This is big. We hear about, you know, back in, you know, back in my day when I used to be a top producer or if I could just do this. Some people spend their entire lives trying to live in another time or place. They lament about what has been, what they could have done, or what they might become. However, of course, the past is gone and the future isn't even here yet. So no matter how much time you spend thinking or lamenting about either of them, you're not being present. It's not changing anything. So your brightest future hinges on your ability to actually be present. You've got to live more in the moment. Living in the moment requires active, open, and intentional awareness on the present. So don't fantasize about being on vacation when you're at work and worry about work piling up on your desk when you're on vacation. Live for now. Notice the beauty unfolding around you. Know how to, quote, change the channel. That's a reference to something that uh, I learned a long time ago. I, I remember feeling this way, and an agent that I looked up to said, Learn to switch the channel. And I know millennials aren't necessarily going to understand this because they don't remember getting up off the couch and actually turning the channel on the TV. But what this uh, person said was, you remember when we were kids and you'd turn the channel like partway in between stations and you'd get snow or fuzz on the TV? You weren't actually watching anything. It was just kind of stuck. Well, that's the gray area in real estate. When you are at your desk on a supposed work day, lamenting that you have to work today and wishing you were on vacation, or conversely being on vacation, just checking your cell phone constantly. In either case, you're in between channels. You're not on the vacation channel, and you're not on the work channel. That's what creates stress. So if this is a work day, do the work. If it's a vacation day, be on vacation with yourself, with your family. Does that make sense, Tom? 
Kind of a big yeah, your 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 ego, your in, your internal self doesn't like you to be present. It doesn't want you to be present with what you're doing. That's the reason coaching calls are such a. Uh, I mean, they're so uh, they're so wonderful. Uh, you know, because you are as a coach present with that person. If you have any integrity, obviously, because you're wanting to do the most you can possibly for them. You're listening to all the inflections in your voice. You're listening between the lines of what they aren't telling you, not necessarily what they are telling you. But it's a gift because during that time, we can be completely and totally present with you. And I know great coaching calls, the, uh, the agents feel the same exact way because they're totally and completely present. There was a study, Julie. I, didn't, I think you – I'm sure you remember this. I don't remember anything about it. All I remember is the results, right? And the study was something like uh, showing that 99% of all the thoughts that people have in their heads every single day are the exact same thoughts they had the previous day, the previous day, the previous day. And right. it's, uh, the thoughts are almost the exact same ones they had the previous day. So what's happened is basically you guys are – remember the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day? You guys are essentially living a version of Groundhog Day every single day. And if you're constantly – and now if that Groundhog Day results in brilliant things, well, then keep doing it for God's sake. Don't stop. But for the most part, because you guys are doing, experiencing internally the exact same things every single day at the exact same time, you're wondering, well, why can't I change? It's because you're not making room for any new thoughts because you're too busy worrying about or thinking about the same things that you thought about yesterday, which is the very definition of living in the past. The things that give us stress, the thing that give us that creates the fear is worrying about the past, what you could have done differently, who said this, why that happened, who slighted me, who did this, who did the other thing, and then worrying too much about the future. And when you do that, you are completely robbing yourself of the present moment. And the present moment is where your success comes from because that's where you're going to have your highest and truest self be essentially doing what it doesn't want to do it when it doesn't want to do it at the highest level and getting results. The highest level happens when you're present. Next point, Julie. That's right. Number nine, quit trying to be somebody that you're not. One of the great challenges in life is being yourself in a world that's trying to make you like everyone else. Someone will always be prettier, faster, smarter, younger, but they're not going to be you. So don't, and I want to translate this for our listeners, right? Don't change so that people will like you or that you're going to be like someone you've been told you have to be like, okay? And I, I see this when mostly when we have clients come to us that have been to something where they've been convinced that if they're not an all-out, you know, pounding driver and they're super direct, that they're, you know, a terrible agent, that they suck at prospecting. Be yourself talking about real estate. Now, yes, we talk about being versatile and being flexible and matching more the personality style of your prospect so that you can communicate with them on a higher level. What this is talking about is stop trying to force yourself into being some kind of made-up salesperson that you're not effective at, that you know isn't you, and makes you so awkward that you're afraid to even open your mouth. Be yourself using great scripts, talking about real estate, not being a secret agent. It's so much easier that way. We're not asking you to you know, put on somebody else's skin. We're asking you to be yourself, but upgrade your skill, and then you'll find it's easier to be that salesperson that's highly effective. Does that make sense? It's kind of a big thing to translate. Well, our scripts are not like sort of, you know, do this or your uh, pile of dog do. No, that's not how we – our scripts are conversational outlines. We want you to internalize our scripts. And I know some of you guys have been beaten on in the past. If you don't get the script exactly right, you're some sort of a hack. 
Well, the fact is, is that no scripts are to be used exactly as written. Uh, and now I'm not giving you hall passes for writing your own scripts and are going to be ineffective. Hear me out. I want you to internalize the script. And a script is a conversational outline that I want you to personalize the script. If you're in New York City and you deliver a script, uh, you know, expired script like you do in, say, Austin, Texas, it's not going to work the same. People in New York City communicate differently than the folks down in Austin. You guys get the point. So you've got to internalize the scripts. This is the conversational outlines where the script is. Then you have to personalize the script. And when you personalize the script, and when you know that the script is going to get you to the outcome that you want, and you personalize it, then it becomes your own, and that's where the magic starts to happen. That's where you start to get incredible results. But when you're starting, you have to use the script as textbook as possible. Those of you who have not been, you know, a lot of you guys are just new to a professional approach to your real estate practices. We're giving you scripts. We're saying, say this. When you're brand new, say it exactly like we tell you to say it as close as you can, and then after you start getting the rhythm of the script, after you've internalized it, in other words, then you can personalize it. Don't personalize it first. And that's, again, a little bit a lot of you do. I, I'll, occasionally, I call some of you guys randomly when you email us asking for help, and you're saying, I'm using whatever, whatever, and it's just not working. I'll say, okay, let's role play it. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> and I'll say, let's role play what you're saying. And you've got some mishmash, hillbilly version of some script that you heard 15 different places, and you've woven it together. And then you're like, well, this is what I say. And Well, where would you get this? I got this from Howard Brenton. I got this from this. I got this from the other place. Okay, why are you thinking that that somehow is going to magically work? Well, I thought it was better. And then I'll say something smart-assy like, well, how's that working out for you? And then you laugh. And then we have a little breakthrough. And then you go back to realizing you need to use proven scripts. Guys, trust me. Scripts will get you there, but really takes you to the next level. After you've internalized them, then you start personalizing them. Get it? Okay, but start out as pure as possible. That's the key. It's like I'm, you know, Julie's just jumped off to go to her premiere call, but she's a classically trained musician. And and any of you guys have ever been trained on any sort of instrument, you know, they don't want you going and riffing and doing your own thing until you've learned the chords, until you've learned actually how things are supposed to work, how your fingers are supposed to be placed on the instrument. And after you get really good at playing something technically correct. Then you're going to be given a license to basically go out and start playing around with it a little bit more. Versus a musician who never has been classically trained, never took the time to actually how to learn how to be a musician, they're going to always be limited in what they can know what they know how to do because they've never had that depth and breadth of education. They just don't have the skills of say somebody like Julie. Does that make sense, guys? So listen, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to reach out to me directly, Tim at TimandJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimandJulieHarris.com. And all of you premier coaching members, attend Julie's calls live every single day. We get constant awesome feedback. People love the fact that we've upgraded the old one-on-one -on -one coaching system to include every single day live calls with Julie. So make sure you guys jump on her call. It starts in about three minutes. If you're not attending the calls, this is just for Premier Coaching members, if you're not attending the calls live, then remember just to listen to the replays and do try to attend live. If you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.